And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? Uh, so this is Mark, and I'm joined by Billy and Alan. And once again, we're joined by a special We're joined by a special guest, Jed Fritz from Sevi Sit Down. Hey, glad to be here again. So if you haven't heard last week's episode, uh, we talked about his like who he is and what he does and his journey in the faith and his you know his journey in content creation with his podcast so once again we're going to link his podcast in the episode description down below um so once again he is the host of Savvy Sit Down a podcast that he started um so yeah it's a great podcast for you to listen to so give it a click give it a listen and yeah, cool. So this week we will be talking about apologetics. What is it? Uh, what what uh, what are its impact on in in the history of the church and why we don't talk about it more and all that good stuff uh, in this table talks episode. Table talks. So. Let's just talk about the definition of apologetics. Uh, we're from Canada, and we say sorry a lot, but that's not what we mean by <laughs> that's not what we mean by saying apo- we're being apologetic. Um, basically, the definition of apologetics is having a defense for the faith, right? Defense against the dark arts. Wow! <laughs> so, wow! Do you guys have a better definition of it? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like right. having a defense for what you believe. Yeah. Right. I guess specifically within... The, is there apologetics for like other... There's apologetics for like other religions too, right? I'm sure they call it sure something call, else, but the but, the concept still remains. Like yeah. you're defending why you believe yeah. what you believe. But like apologetics is like specifically like a Christian apologetics type thing. Yeah? I think the word is typically associated with like Christian. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I just want to... Yeah. yeah, like I said, if they if yeah. they do if they if uh if they do exist in other religions, they call it by if they call it by a different name, but the concept yeah, still maybe it's like sorry, or something. Yeah, because everybody. <laughs> so sorry, because so <laughs> I you know I mean, that's just the that's just the world that we live in, right? Uh, at some point, somebody's going to ask you. At some point, someone's going to challenge you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why you believe what you believe, and you've got to defend it at like, some you know at some point in some way. Mm. Yeah, and what you're saying, like Christian, because Christian Christianity is rooted in the Greek language, like most of it. Like the New Testament was written in mostly in Greek, so uh, I guess like the the religion came from that. And apologia, which is a Greek term, means defense. Defense. 
So yeah. yeah, that's what that's where the word comes from. I know I forgot all my Greek words, bro. <laughs> I forgot that same, class. Same, it's just same, all same. the way. In yeah, the back. I, I actually I have the verse here that most apologetic people use to like give an answer Ooh, lay it out to, to, to say the importance of apologetics. <laughs> if, I, if I can read it, yeah, do it. It comes from First Peter three, and then I'll, I'll be reading verses thirteen to seventeen, and it says, "Now who is there to harm you if you are?" zealous for what is good but even if you should suffer for righteousness righteousness's sake you will be blessed have no fear of them nor be troubled uh verse 15 is where it comes in but in your hearts honor christ the lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you um and then the word defense is in Greek apologia. Yeah. Mm. Um, yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience for um, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better for for it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. I'm sorry, I can't read apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That's, yeah, I think like that's the central text that everyone uses, as you said. Um, And I think it goes without saying that it's important uh, to have a defense because there's a lot of atheist people who attack uh, Christianity or mm. like the secular so- in the secular society like Richard Dawkins and um, Christopher Hitchens yeah yeah. well he just read it it's almost a certainty where it says in, in, in the text when you get slandered right it's a certain there's a point where you know nobody's always going. I mean not everybody's going to accept what you believe in mm-hmm, that's true right and so it's better to have an answer for you know, for when you do it, but do it, do it with kindness, do it and whatever. So when you are slandered, well, at least they can't ding you on that, right? Um, what was I gonna say? And I lost it. Um, <laughs> I lost it. I have a question. Have you guys like gotten like not slander? Like, has that when like not cha- I guess like challenge your faith? Like, ask you like, oh, why do you believe in Christianity? Like, have you ever gotten that before? By like a non-Christian or by yeah, um, there's there's uh like most of it came from this guy who lived with us for a month or so. Oh, interesting. A a mutual friend with Billy and I. Um, Do I know this friend? You know, (laughs) but he he lived with us, and he's more of a like a spiritual mystic kind of oh, guy. Oh, yes, I remember. And yeah. I think he goes into, like, universalist or... Um, what's the other term? What's that other... Um, we just talked about it. When, like, Jesus isn't the only way. Pluralism. Oh, no. Pluralism. Pluralism. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he comes from a pluralism mindset. And, yeah, so we had, like, the in the month that we were... That he lived in with us, um, he he it was constant like maybe every every other night or every week we would have a spiritual discussion of mm-hmm. you know why jesus is central and why jesus is important and yeah. why like why why we believe that um jesus is the only way mm-hmm. and why buddha or um other people like muhammad can't 
be enough for us to be saved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I've had different um, interactions, but that's what comes to mind because maybe that's recent. Most recent? Yeah. yeah. I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, it's important for the apologetics not only to give um, uh, a defense for other, you know, to somebody else. Yeah. That's questioning. Um, and sometimes, and sort of like off topic, but this is also for other people that may be hearing and that you don't necessarily are paying attention to because you're so locked into whoever's it is that you you may not be aware of other people that are listening that pick things up uh, and, True. you know, accept sort of like the testimony aspect of it. But having to know why you believe what you believe is very beneficial for yourself because, yeah, for sure. yeah you're going to get attacked. Right, you're gonna have your faith challenge, and not only do you have to like defend yourself against other people, there are times where you're gonna have to defend it against your so, own doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. All right, back to your question. <laughs> Sorry. What's my okay. question again? Let's place it. Do you guys have any experience? Yeah, experience like has someone like really challenged your faith before, or like you know someone curious or? Oh man, um, I can only think of. Ted has apparently. Ted. <laughs> I I can only think of one, and like, uh, sorry if you didn't listen to my testimony last um, last episode, but I was saying that like uh, my coming to Jesus kind of had two parts. The first part was like realizing it like led to the best possible life, and then the second aspect was it being grounded in truth. And when I was still in that first aspect of mm-hmm. thinking it led to the best possible life, somebody asked me. Uh, be like well how do you know it's true versus the other religions mm. and then I was kind of like I, I'm so embarrassed I, I gave the answer like you just have to have faith the tried and true method the default there's a classic man that's so embarrassing but um <laughs> If I if he Beginner asked me level. if he Beginner asked me apology. yeah <laughs> if he asked me when I was at least in that second part where it being grounded in truth yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been better but like that's the one that comes to mind so mm, I did not have a good defense <laughs> it's okay it was your most honest defense in that moment of where you were in your faith yeah yeah <laughs> we all get those it's, it's okay. the fallback man it's the, fallback. It's, a, it's the things that you've been hearing for your entire life yeah that's true right I agree. that's what you talk about so when you know, somebody asks you, you go back to your, you go back to your default. Yeah. You just have to have faith. It's beginner right? level, man. It's good though. Well, that's the thing though. I mean, cause the, our, our beliefs are, you know, it's there, there's a certain element of you have to take things without, you know, the hardcore tangible evidence sure. that's out there. Cause if there was, it wouldn't be faith. It'd be science. Mm-hmm. Right. If you could have, mm. if you could have, you know, the 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 data to back it up. Right. But because there's a separation between us and God, our world and His and that and that realm, right? There are some things that we just can't quantify. And so, yes, there's some things you just have to believe and take on by faith. So yeah, your answer wasn't wrong. It's just for some people. That's just not good enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it'll never be good enough for some. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But in your defense, though, I, I, I thought I was defending him. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, I forgot who said this, but nothing in this world, um, 
Like every so he says, everything in this world requires having faith. So true. You you believe in God, yes, that requires faith. But you believe in evolution and anything that like cannot be seen, like any theory, that also requires a certain amount of faith. Yes. Right? Like there's nothing in this world that's like a hundred percent tangible. Right. Un- unless it's unless it's like okay, this desk exists. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I have like you don't need to have faith that to say that this desk exists. But going back into like science, that you know the theories that we can't really see, they're just theories now, right? Um, like the evolution or you know whatever. Um, yeah, it requires for those people a certain amount of faith to believe yeah. they just don't see that but yeah well i love that the yeah i love the the notion that somebody can take evolution the big bang and all that stuff right and say definitively it's fact when we know that you can't a you can't replicate it right and b right you don't have record of it right it's a theory that's why it's called a theory, and yet it's, you know, it's accepted as fact. When come on, it's a belief system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's I, I guess you know just kind of my little tangent off, you know, um, rant about that. It's just like okay, don't tell me about that you're based on fact because your basis on the on the beginning of things you can't you can't prove it. You're just expecting us to believe it as it is and taking it on by faith because some textbook told us it. Science. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think like the importance of apologetics, like let's say like we're, we've been coming from the like the angle of making a defense, like I guess in the angle of insider towards outsider so believer making a defense for our faith um with outsiders right like non-believers but i think it's also important uh with insiders as well because like i guess like the next question would be like what is the impact on church history it's just that you know there were christians who were believing and were pushing for the idea that jesus was human right is not and is not fully god mm-hmm. right so he's he was like Arianism, like oh. in the history of the church, and like from and that's a bicker, like that's an argument, and that that's a discussion that's kind of like civil war kind of thing, where it's like on the inside. So I think like people like Athanasius had to make a defense for uh, Jesus and why we should believe that he is fully God and fully human. Sure. At the same time, so it's not just from like attacking not attacking but like making a defense from with outsiders but also like with insiders um with people preaching heresy i guess Mm -hmm. yeah so do you guys like know of any other impacts of apologetics in the history of the church i know like c.s lewis made a big dent with um mere christianity a lot of people read that book and yeah <laughs> well we're all coming blank here uh, 
I mean, I, I, I like. I mean, I like the stuff that Lee Strobel put out, right? For his case for mm-hmm. Christ, his case for grace, his case for faith. You know, uh, taking a more logical approach to why believe why you believe, right? And I think, and I think that that whether it's Christian or outside of Christianity, you know, we have this this uh, conception misconception that faith and logic and 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 even science can't can't coexist right uh and i i disagree with that right uh i think they can exist right i think you can as jed put it at in our last episode you know you can have people that are christian and critically think <laughs> and and that's i mean you're going to get that anyways from scholars right that are still that are sifting through the the uh, the scripts and, and the manuscripts and all of that, and they're trying to put everything together, and, the, and they're trying to piece everything together. And so, when you don't have all the answers and you don't have all the pieces together, yeah, you're going to start questioning things. And so, you have to, at some point, say why this is what it is, right? And and that is the foundation of what apologetics is, mm. right? So there is there is a, a certain amount of logic. That is there. It's not just, hey, you got to just accept it by faith, <laughs> right? There are some things that are, are logically put together um, that underpin some of the things that we, we say this is how it is in reality, hmm. right? So, yeah, man, uh, got to be able to put it together. I don't know what it is in specific in terms of that, but I, I would imagine that the apologetics... Um, as it's said in the word, how do I, I? I kind of feel that that came about during the times when atheism started to rise in the eighteen hundred, uh, seventeen, eight, 1900s? 1900s. Mm. right? That's where it really started to come into prominence because of the pushback that they were getting from people that didn't that started to question the existence of God. But everything else before that, you're going to have somebody. I mean. As the church is working through the, the 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 theology and the doctrines, you're gonna have to defend it. That's apologetics, mm. right? It's just when we think about apologetics now, it's usually in the arena of Christianity versus atheism. That's true, right? But I would I would I would imagine that it's existed since the beginning. Yeah, I would I would I would agree with that. Um, because I was I was gonna say that point too, where I when I think of apologetics, I know what uh, Mark was saying is true. It it does also include, you know, like different Christian denominations, I guess, having different beliefs. But sure. when I think of the term, I do typically think about uh, Christian versus atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that specific lens to your question of the impact of apologetics in the history of the church. Uh, at least from that perspective, uh, I come from, uh, maybe I'm a bit ignorant, but I don't think apologetics was really needed too much in, in terms of Christianity versus atheism before, back when the church held the power and That's kind true. of was the assumed truth. Mm. Um, so they didn't really have to play defense. Um, but like, like you said, it uh, apologetics existed in terms of uh different factions of christianity like the protestant reformation as you guys are big fans of um reformation don't do all the way man happy happy reformation day so 
Yeah, I think um, apologetics, like Alan was saying, became more important, in at least the Christian versus atheism apologetics in more recent history. Uh, the rise through the rise of different beliefs and the mingling of those beliefs, like more countries, like for example, think of like Canada or the United States, how you have like immigration and you mm-hmm. have so many different beliefs coming together, mingling together. Uh, you have a lot more diversity, uh, more need of apologetics with the rise of science and rationality, as Alan was saying, um, and you know just. A lot of the apologetics we have is thanks to the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we have to wait for that to be discovered, which was a 20th, 20th century thing. So, um, shout out to that shepherd boy, yeah. just <laughs> flung rocks, just out of you know whatever. The Bedouin boys. Were <laughs> you? Yeah, no, no. That, I was. I just to say one more time. Yeah, I guess I feel like apologetics as we understand it in terms of atheism versus christianity how it's typically used i i maybe i'm ignorant but i don't feel like it was had much impact in like ancient history it's much more of a recent thing but in terms of apologetics of different doctrine and core beliefs within christianity then that's probably the the longer apologetics and apologetics i'm a lot less knowledgeable on (laughs) oh yeah i see where you're where you're coming from i think it was needed when the early church was still growing like Mm -hmm. when the jewish when jewish people were attacking christians right Mm -hmm. and then um they were surrounded by the roman um empire so like romans and other nations and then the jewish diaspora where like Jewish people had to like leave and um and then the and then new Christians had to like you know answer everything and that's why I think like Peter had to uh say that um always be prepared for to give a defense for what you for the hope that you believe in um and then I think like Paul was also a big apologetic uh, mm-hmm. in terms of a Paul apologetic <laughs> Dang. Yes. Whoa. He's one of us. One of us. Oh, wow. One of us. One of us. Yes. Uh, in terms of like going to Athens and Thessalonica and uh-huh. Ephesus and just making a defense for, you know, Jesus yeah. and yeah. his God. But then like I see your point where, you know, Christianity became the state religion and Rome because um, of Constantine mm-hmm. and it grew in power and the church was just on top right for a really 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 long time it was the accepted norm um, and uh, no one wanted to like everything that the church says mm. that's what people believed mm. and that's why there's like people Copernicus got um, persecuted because he believed that the sun wasn't the center, right? And but the, <laughs> the church earth wasn't, yeah, the earth wasn't the center. Oh the yeah, earth, the yeah. earth wasn't the center, but the church believed that the earth was the center, and so that's why he was persecuted. So everything that the church said was the norm, like was the accepted idea. So there was a yeah, as you were saying, you make a good point that it was just recently that the church needed to pivot and need, <laughs> needed apologetics. <laughs> To make a defense, like, in the midst of the rise of atheism. Yeah, yeah you could even make an argument that it 
it goes all the way to the beginning because Job is thought to be one of the earliest books written by Moses, by some scholars. This is an argument there, a debate to be made there. But amongst the three friends, right, with Job, right, there's a back and forth about what is true uh, about God. Yeah. Right? And so even back then, you would have to sort of think your way through what it what it is to be in this life and how God fits into that and in, in, into this paradigm right and so yeah it just it seems that it was pushed to the forefront when we were under you know when we started to go on the defensive because science started to jump in and, and <laughs> question and stuff this is a major tangent that's completely unrelated hey man this is but, that's, uh, well, that's that's how, that's how we roll that's, that's exactly I don't know, just, what we do just make man if you if Job Job was written by Moses, which means that Job didn't have like any Bible to look at. Like, how do they know anything about God? Like, uh, kind of. <laughs> oh, just oh. by the oral traditions. Just by oral oh, traditions. Was, oh, okay, oral yeah. traditions by then, mm-hmm. uh, but he just kind of wrote it out, right? But some 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 scholars tangent keep going with a tangent <laughs> is that some scho- scholars theorize that the that while there's some that says that says Job is really just you know a story. Mm. Some would argue, or some would 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 say that it's actually a real story that took. That's an antediluvian story, meaning a story that happened before the flood. Oh, really? Right, because we don't have very much. We don't have very much stories, or we don't have very much information of of those that that existed before the flood. Yeah. Right, and this might be that story of Job might be one of the. One of the things that we have. Wow. So. Interesting tidbit. The more you know. Where were we? Wow, you're really tangent. <laughs> so, tangent uh, complete. Okay. So tangent complete. <laughs> completed. Uh, we get a badge. Uh, so why do you think we don't talk more about apologetics? Or even why don't you? Why do you think more and more people are encouraging move? Encouraging people to move away from it. Moving away from it? Yeah. Are they moving are they away, away from, from it? it? I, I just know this. Okay. And maybe Jed can talk about this in a better light. But you, number one, you can very much get lost in the weeds of logic and reasoning and, you know, in defense, right? Because there's so much the evidence out there, out there yeah, for out there. and against, right? Yeah. And trying to counteract every, every, Every point that's against you, you can get lost in the weeds. Second of all, like uh, I remember um, attending like uh, a conference and this one dude was just speaking like that's what that's that's what his thing was. It was like he was all like on fire about apologetics. And when he started talking, you know, a couple minutes in, you can see guys, their eyes just glazed over. over, Yeah. Right. Because once again, you can sometimes get lost in the weeds. Right. Uh, Especially if it is, if they're just like, no, just tell me how to be a better Christian, right? When he's coming from, hey, I've I've lived through, you know, some some hardcore debates and yeah. had to like fight fight off and fend off my 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 faith, you know, against professors and whatever that's been attacking what I believe in, right? And so he's coming from one, and then everybody else is just like, ah, so how can I have a better prayer life? <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like I'm that type of Christian. I feel like the everyday Christian where I didn't think I needed apologetics in my life because, you know, 
I always felt like, oh yeah, like I believe in Jesus. I think my faith is good enough. But then like, I think I heard like a, oh, I watch Case for Christ and I'm like, wow, I should know more about my faith and have my faith grounded in something, right? Because before, I guess like, I think for like the everyday Christian who's going to church, like they're okay with where they're at in their faith, right? With what they believe in. And they've completely accepted and they have a holy trust in God and who he is and what Jesus has done. But I think it's important, like I think Jet agrees with this, it's important to have like critically thinking Christians where their faith is based in something and has substance to it. Cause that's because for me, I definitely was that type of Christian before, before before apologetics. I I mean I'm not the whole like I I feel like before I used to be the I hear apologetics and my eyes glaze over because I'm just like it's it's not like it's not me like <laughs> it's not something that really entertains my mind. But I think I've come to a place where I know it's important in defending my faith and knowing and having my faith um, be grounded and have something uh, be grounded in something rather than just like just have faith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark, to go back to your question, uh, why don't we talk more about apologetics? I think apologetics is talked about, but from what I see, it's mainly done by Sunday churches, like Sunday going churches and not really much by Adventism. At least that's my perspective of things. Um, it's because we're too busy, like defending our own beliefs. Yeah, yeah. So I was, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. So I was going to say from the rest of Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> I was exactly, I was exactly <laughs> going to make that point. So there are two there there are two levels to this question. I I see one is why is it not talked about enough in general, and then the second one is why is it not talked enough by Adventists, and uh, um, so for why is not talked about enough in general, I feel like there might not be a mass interest like you guys were saying. It's just like something that people glaze over they just want to be like the everyday christian like how how can i improve my prayer life like that kind of stuff um i think maybe i could be wrong but my perspective is that there's more of a market for feelings-based christianity Ooh, and that's true um there's a market main and and the market mainly caters to the idea of grace and saved by faith which i believe is important but not necessarily like knowledge and apologetics um and uh, the market mainly caters to the effect of Christianity rather than the origins. Mm. Um, and I also think that it's not talked about enough in general because there's not a full understanding of what faith is. Uh, kind of like s- some people see faith as, you know, just complete blind belief. But like faith is so much more of that. There's a trust aspect. And for you to trust, you have to have a relationship and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and... Uh, but in terms of the other question, why do I think apologetics is not talked enough by Adventists? Um, I feel like you guys are saying Adventists are already the black sheep of the Protestant evangelical well, Christian world. I've been saying world. that for years, man. So yeah. <laughs> apologetics and core Christianity beliefs is something that we Adventists share with other Christian denominations. So meanwhile, Adventists take pride in their unique doctrines like the Sabbath and the sanctuary, 1844, uh, Ellen White, Ellen White's not a doctrine, sorry, but like <laughs> stuff like that. And for um, some people it is. It's uh, so they're busy defending or doing apologetics for that rather than, uh, you know, like the general Christian apologetics. Uh, so I don't think it's talked about enough by Adventists because of that, which I think is really unfortunate because 
if you listen to my testimony or just in general, I feel like it's an essential foundation and it's mm. so important to the faith. Um, and I feel like, you know, jumping to the sanctuary and all that stuff is like learning to run before you can even stand. That's like, true. I think yeah. apologetics is so yes. important to <laughs> be grounded. Yes. Yes. And I know I could have used it more grown, like when I grew up in the church. And I th- also think I wasn't told much about it because it's a mix of people just don't know or people assume that people know. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think... Uh, and to your other question, Mark, um, why do I feel like we're more, more and more people are encouraged to move away from it? Um, I'm not sure I 100% agree with that question, but if I were to answer that question... I would like in agreement, I would say maybe it's partly because of the slippery slope of, of faith where you kind of begin thinking that like, not like knowledge is the most important thing. But as we know, the Bible says that, uh, it's not necessarily about knowledge. It's about devotion and service because like even the demons and the devil know that apologetics is true, but they're not going to be saved. Um, and the other aspect of why I think people are moving uh, away from it uh, potentially um, is that now I'm blanking. Um, Welcome to my world, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry to infect you. <laughs> um, hold on. Wait, let me jump in. So yeah, maybe, ahead, maybe a ahead, little bit. Yeah. Right. I think that I think if it is if that is what's happening that we're moving away from it is maybe because we've already fought that battle. People are getting tired of it and it's just, you know, you go back to the, well, what you believe is what you believe, what I believe is what I believe and let's just leave it at that because we've already fought this fight and let's just get along, right? I, I mean, I, f- I feel that that might be the case in, I don't know, a good number of instances. Oh yeah, I think everyone's has been very civil with each other. Like, I think that's where like, you know, I think, guys in the Western world is commentating like North America. It's like, oh yeah, like that's all you believe. That's, that's yeah, cool yeah. Like, I mean, oh, you whatever see the your stickers. truth is, that's your truth. Yeah, like moral yeah. relativity. Yeah, yeah. moral yeah. 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 The sticker yeah. of hey, exactly. let's just get along. Let's coexist. Just, yeah, right. We we know what you're. We we've heard the, we've heard your points. You've heard our points. And then let, you know let that be it. Right. So if they're moving away from it, that might be like one of the factors that 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 is is pushing that towards it. If that's mm. happening, I have no idea though. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, um, I think, I, I think I was trying to say that, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I think people are moving away from it because people care more about the effect of Christianity rather than, um, like, like if it's based on truth. Like people don't really, cause, because truth has become relative. Now it's kind of like, okay, well, what does Christianity do for me? Fair. Oh, I see. Mm. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. That's so true. Like you were saying that before. Um, how like a lot of Christian, like I guess like Christians, a lot of them are being like more feeling emotional based because that's what people are just like. It's like truth is like whatever now. I guess as you said, and um, yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who I had a discussion with who hates God's Not Dead the movie. Oh, I think it's pretty bad too. <laughs> well, it, he doesn't. He doesn't mention like the quality of the movie, but yeah. he says, um, "I hate that movie because it makes apologetics seem relevant 
But, oh. but <laughs> See what? Seem relevant? Yeah, seem relevant. Oh. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's not only that. It's just like more and more books. Like I think there's a book called Case Against Apologetics. Or something like that. Wow. Something against apologetics. Yeah. Oh, like really? More and more people like the are... case against case for Christ, but the case <laughs> against for apologetics. against something so apologetics like that, against apologetics. apologetics. Something something like that. Something something about <laughs> apologetics or against apologetics. But yeah. Um, Wait, what, from, from I a think, Christian perspective. Yeah, from a Christian okay, perspective. And I think like one of my professors in the Philippines, um, I think, gave the idea that because Christianity is moving away from debates and more into relationship uh they tend to disregard apologetics because we regard apologetics as you know purely debate based sure rather than you know having you know win, winning winning people through Christ's love or through relationships i guess right, right. which i could agree with hmm i but hmm I think I was like, when I think about it, like, I think for, it, it really depends on the person of why apologetics is important to them. Cause I feel like there's, there's like people who need to, there's like an intellectual barrier that they need to get over or need these, these like intellectual questions answered to help them, you know, ease their way into Christianity where other people, they don't need that. And I think that's like the relational part where like people, I guess people against apologetics. But I think for those people, they can enrich their faith with apologetics. So I sure. think like apologetics can be used like in any sort some sort of way, but it just like depends on I guess where this person's coming from in terms of like their faith journey and where do they need it most importantly in their faith walk and their faith journey. Sure. And and just to I guess further that point, um, you know, as I, as I said earlier that uh, apologetics uh, can be very useful for not only defending your faith against other other sort of attacks from the outside, but also from the inside, sure. right? Uh, to quell some of the doubts that you may have, but also to make sense of things, right? Because we don't, you know, you you have to put it together, right? You've got you, you've got things here in Sabbath school, Sunday school, whatever that you've learned throughout your entire years, right? Bits and pieces that you've picked up in sermons, and now you know you've got to put it all together, right? And I was saying in in our in our in our conversation, that's where systematic theology comes in, right? You got to put it all together because some people are, there's a comfort level that people have in terms of how much it makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And it'll differ between other people. And so it may, for some, it extends to the point where, okay, how does this fit in outside, in the outside world? And can I defend it? Right. Does it make sense when, when, uh, our, our faith principles clash with or interact with you know the the empirical uh world of you know university of science of whatever that is mm-hmm. can you can you reconcile certain things right and and are there certain aspects that are is out there that is being you know talked about being pushed forward by people that don't believe in christianity can i defend it enough to say okay I don't have an answer for you, but I'm okay with not having to to deal with that. Does that make sense? Like, there's almost like I'm putting out my I'm putting out my borders. If you want to fight over there on that, sure, go ahead. I'm that's not important to me because what's important to me is what's in my barriers, what's in my what's in my perimeter. I need this so that uh, so that my faith can be intact. 
I can go to sleep at night saying this is this uh, this makes sense to me and I'm okay with believing this. Does that make? Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? No, it, make, yeah, it makes complete sense. Like going back, I mean, piggybacking on what both uh, you, Alan, and Billy said, of uh, like in terms of my at least speaking for myself for my testimony, uh, relate the relationship aspect is kind of what made me become a Christian. But I feel like the apologetic aspect is why a big reason why I'm staying a Christian because mm-hmm. I'm able to, I have that foundation. I, I have that barrier when I go to sleep being like, okay, what if something better comes along that has a better effect on my life? But like, okay, well, but this is grounded in truth. Yeah, fair. So, um, mm-hmm. I think both, both aspects are important. Uh, yeah. And like you were saying, I think, um, some people need the intellectual side more than others and some yeah. people don't. Um, uh, I would like to say that, I need the intellectual side more than others. But and that's, that's, but that's, that's okay. Fine. And that's the thing. That's okay. Like when we think about like, think about like all these old church members, like the the elderly church members in church. Like I feel like, oh, I actually know. Maybe I'm just assuming, but I'm just assuming at this point. <laughs> Not maybe you are. I am. I am assuming at this point. But I feel like these are pay, these are people who like through experience and like they, I guess they grew up in a life where Christianity was in power and then that's what they grew up. That was their whole truth. But that that's all that they needed that's all that they needed whatever like like jesus is lord jesus died on the cross and he died for being and that's enough for them right and i guess guess like yeah in this in this culture that we're living in i feel like for me myself i need that little bit more of apologetics where i need all that i need that evidence that something that's like solid concrete and that's grounded in truth to to to, yeah that makes me feel safe when i go to bed knowing that (laughs) i'll be a christian tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) Right, because you don't want to go back. I mean, because I think there there are some Christians that you know would have trouble going to sleep if we're going to keep going yeah, with the I analogy. Love that. I love that. If analogy. we're going back to sleep at night and not and tossing and turning because I don't have an answer for carbon dating. Fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if there's no answer there, and 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 then you start, it's the crack in the armor, mm-hmm. right? That starts yeah. to pick away at your faith. Right, and some people will need that. Will need that in order to sort of safeguard what you believe, what you believe. And going back to sort of like the you know, if we're moving away from it, as as I've said, um, or as I've quoted on our on our podcast, my professor says, "Hey, nobody was ever uh, nobody was ever argued into the kingdom of God." Yeah. Right. <laughs> Meaning to in other in other words to say that, hey, you can you can argue, you can debate, you can whatever, but in the end. Right, your point is not even if you win the debate, they're not gonna like it, right? <laughs> Especially if you lose, right? What's gonna what's what's going to draw them to them to them is the is the is the um, the love that we have for one another, the Christ uh, uh, Christ like nature that we exhibit, right? And the Holy Spirit working on somebody's heart. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Because as much as I like thinking, I I mean. I think more intellectually, like in my testimony, it was the relationship aspect <laughs> yeah. that got me. So, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, though, some people need to be able to have the intellectual sort of foundation there to be open to those yeah, relationships. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. So they all work together. <laughs> systematic theology works. <laughs> working. <laughs> it works, right? They all work together, right? So don't think that you know. If you're out there and you're thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm just I'm just purely intellectual. You just might be in that season where you need to figure that out. 
Figure that first. Before. Yeah, while you're building that fence mm-hmm. of protecting your faith, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Just make sure, just remember, keep the Holy Spirit in the loop, right? Because anybody else is going to be woefully inadequate to keep you there. That's true. Yeah. Right. At some point, mm-hmm. it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit that draws you, that teaches you all truths, mm-hmm. right, and keeps you in, you know. Um, in in the faith sure. of God, I would say. Mm-hmm. True. True. Can, can I pastor. can I ask uh, anyone like what is the fence that they have around themselves? <laughs> uh, I had to from an from an atheist standpoint. I had to be able to rec- to reconcile with myself. You know. Um, the the notion of evolution, right, uh, and science as as a superior way of finding out what the truth is, and I I believe in science. Uh, I I believe in its uh, in its merit um, of its value, but I've always thought that the one fatal flaw of the scientific method in which science is based off of, is that you assume that you have all the answers. Or, I mean, you, su- you, you have all the information. You have all the pieces, right? And when you're coming up with conclusions that doesn't have the entire picture, hence systematic theology, <laughs> when you don't have all the answers or you don't have all the information, you can come up with an inaccurate measurement, an inaccurate conclusion, right? So that's one of the things that, that I've had to sort of build build a fence around to not get lost in like, hey, the scientific process and science is so much better than a faith-based um, process to living out your life. And I can say, and I can go to sleep at night and say, no, that's not exactly true. There might be, there might be situations where, yes, yeah, science trumps Okay, I shouldn't say that. There should be their science <laughs> becomes becomes a better sort of pathway to living your life, right? But that doesn't necess- that doesn't negate necessarily, you know, my faith in God, right? That's and good. so I've, I've had to be able to to delineate those two. So that's one of the things that I've had to to do, including with carbon dating and <laughs> and, and 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 just you know just evolution in general. And how they keep shifting things to come up with the, the beginning of the origins, right? There used to be like a straight linear shot of evolution. And then when they couldn't rectify certain things, then they came up with a step process. And then they come up with a Big Bang. And then they come up with a meteor because, you know, the evidence points to like this catastrophic event that <laughs> killed everything, even though they can't exactly in the in geologic column figure out why certain, why certain things died that should have died like millions of billions of years ago is higher up than the ones that should have died earlier. Dang, just saying sorry. that's your that's your friend hey um yeah i mean i can't really speak on that i'm not very <laughs> too knowledgeable uh if i were to speak on my own fence though my my own fence is around uh the life death and resurrection of jesus so even when it comes to these like scientific things that you bring up i don't have my fence around there to be honest but whether or not like just for example i'm not saying i believe in evolution but 
like whether or not evolution is true or not, it doesn't impact my fence of Christianity. Yeah. And the other thing is that the fence that I have is the fact that I believe that you have to have God to have free will and uh, objective morality, which is important to the functioning of society. <laughs> so that's part of my fence. And uh, it's just yeah, cool man. to see that our fences are completely different. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I want to, you guys have answers, Billy or Mark, what well, your fence is. I would really? say my fence is like the same as you. Yeah. Like, again, like, uh, I think when I, like, literally after, like, reading, like, The Case for Christ, that, like, built my fence. Like, like my, my life is grounded on the gospel, is grounded on the life and death, resurrection of Christ. And I've really, I, I really dabbled in some craziness. Uh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Just talking about over there. I was making a joke because we're talking about fences, and I'm like defense. defense. Oh. <laughs> like he's one of us. <laughs> one of one us. us. One <laughs> I, yeah, like, do I believe in evolution? I don't know if I like. Do I believe in evolution? Do I believe in creationism? I don't know what I believe in in that yet. But I think within a Christian worldview, anything is possible. Oh. Yeah. But it's not gonna do, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect my faith. Like I've I listened to like um I, my my friend one of my friends my one of my close friends Tim he's like a very big critical thinker as well. He sent me a I think a uh, was it I think it was a talk by uh, what's his name something Lennox I forgot his name John John, John Lennox, Lennox about how the creation story can explain evolution and how evolution can live within a Christian worldview and I was like. That is interesting. No, seriously. So, hey, like, hmm, I'm all for it. So that's th- those are the things I dabble in. <laughs> is, is Genesis poetic? Is it literal? Oh, we've these are about, these are the things. These are the things to talk about. Ooh, I love talking about these things. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, my fence, like, again, just my my life is grounded in the gospel is grounded in Christ, and anything outside of that, I'm like, it's not gonna rock me. I can go to sleep and go waking up tomorrow, I'm a Christian. No problem. Yeah. What's your friends, Mark? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my friends would be, I guess, more experiential than, I guess, what do you, like, it would be more to say that I've, I've experienced God in my life in terms of mm. tangible ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just when I was when I was searching deep into my soul Whoa. and asking nice. God what I needed to do in my life and like what he wanted for me, I just felt that tangible presence mm. and like my devotional being, you know, my like my testimony includes like running away from what God wanted for me. And feeling that in my heart for so long. And then that, like, one night, he's just like, I asked him, okay, tell me, like, what do you want in my life? And then I read my Bible. It was, like, I opened up, I opened up my devotional, and it was on Job. Uh, not on um, Jonah. 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 It was on Jonah. And then, so that's, like, God telling me, he's like, okay, you're running away from me. <laughs> like, why you are running away from me? Don't make me send a whale... <laughs> Come get you. Come get you. So it's just like God slapping me in the face, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I just like felt that tangible slap. 
I'm just joking. Fences and stuff, like man. Tangible. That should be the that should be the thing. That what? should be the title of our of our thing. Fences and slaps. Fences and slaps. <laughs> love it. That tangible presence, and then also, and just like times when I talk to guys, just like there was always, at least when I felt the most closest to him, mm. was there's just like always these answers through the scriptures. Like one of the times that I was contemplating of contemplating on leaving Phil, my Philcan, my home church, uh, to go to Florida because my dad was there. Um, but I was just called to be an elder and a youth leader. And I was contemplating because my dad invited me like, hey, just be here. Just, you know, you, you can make a living, you know, you can make a living here mm-hmm. and uh, be with me in my ministry. And so but then I was just appointed to be a youth leader again and then appointed to be an elder. And then I was like really contemplating on leaving. And then in one of the first elders meetings is that like we opened up the Bible and then it was Paul speaking to Timothy about, you know, the the randomest thing, like the randomest statement by Paul to Timothy is like, I urged you to stay in Ephesus because that's where so Paul was stating something like (laughs) and then that spoke like that God used that in my life to speak into my heart that you should be like I should be staying in Toronto like a lightning bolt Toronto Canada um I didn't listen and I I I made (laughs) I made my way towards the states oh yeah and I got sent back oh and they took my fingerprints um, I was not allowed to go back in the states unless I like had, a lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, unless I had, uh, you know, some papers saying that you know I wasn't gonna jump ship to the U.S. Ah! Right? Wow, um, that's a nice that's a nice whale. That's a nice whale. <laughs> that's a nice whale. And so for a big for a huge like a long while, there were like they gave me a hard time going to. When I was trying to cross Crossover. the border, I needed papers. I needed all these like <laughs> wow. receipts, rental receipts, phone plans, just just to say that I still have connections to Canada that I wouldn't jump. Um, so I was just like you know like those times when God talked to me, I I believe that, um, and coupled that with the gospel and how that you know made a difference in my life, like Jesus's love for me, and also you know my wife's story is about God speaking to her too mm. that I was gonna be her husband even though prophet <laughs> even Prophetess. though we weren't even talking at that point and how scared she was because she didn't like me so much <laughs> but I thank God that he no, was not I even thank Jesus <laughs> I thank Jesus that he was my wingman Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. so just those things that told me that god exists um even though intellectually like i may not i'm still growing into that you know into that soldier like the kingdom soldier where like i can give a defense right on the spot like intellectually and, sure. Like, sure. um making you know those arguments and all that it's like i'm still growing in that but for me the fence that you know i have around me to be able to sleep at night is those tangible experiences with God. There you go. And, and I was thinking of of another reason why we might have been we might be pulling away from it is because number one we've got the internet, right? Uh, in, you know, in our in our phones. Yeah. But the notion that hey, there are other people that 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 know this stuff. They've got that. They're there, and eventually, you know, maybe I'll need them one at some point. 
But just to know that somebody's out there that has dealt with it, that has the the answers for that, mm. maybe I don't need to delve into that right now, <laughs> right? And Fair. so, okay, hey, let me just work on my own whatever. So that might be also another reason because, as we were said, as we were saying, there are levels, there are there's degrees or how far our fences go, right? And that'll fluctuate between people. And so while some people will 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 need to have, you know, their you know, to live in in sort of just the 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 spiritual aspect of you know their relationship. Some people, uh, some of us, need to delve in, take a take a step, take a foot over to you know the empirical science realm, mm. the other religions, and to be able to sort of like reconcile why this is where I am, right. Um, and some will take a couple of steps out. Some may just take one step out. Some just says, no, I'm good. I'm going to stick here. And that's okay. okay. That's okay. Because we're a body, right? Not everybody's going to be the same. That's true. Mm. Right? Not in roles, not in tasks, not in our faith journey. Amen. True. And that's okay. Thanks, body of Christ. Thanks, body of Christ. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, so the last question is, um, how can we better employ this? Um, how, how can we better employ apologetics as Christians in this day and age, I guess? I think, I think we, we engage media. Because like, a lot of that stuff, a lot of stuff is what we watch, what we hear, you know, what we consume online. Right? Mm-hmm. It's there. And so engage that, talk about it, right? Deal with that. Um, and I think it, the, the closer you are to going to post-secondary, it's that much more important. Because if, if that's where the stronghold of atheism or, and or other sort of religious thought, beliefs are coming to meld in, right? That's where you got it. That's, you know, the closer you get to that, the more you have to prepare mm-hmm. our young people getting to that, into that arena, stepping into that arena. That's where you got to go. Right. Yeah. Funny you said that because there's a report that what are like, the things that children watch, like movies and TV shows, have more impact than school and, sh- and church in shaping their worldview. Ooh. Okay. So my child's going to be watching Case for Christ the movie. <laughs> God's not dead. Super book. Super book. Veggie Tales. I'll be watching. Veggie Tales. Super book. I'm not watching anything that. else. All of that. Oh, you watching secular TV? Mm-mm, not in my house. <laughs> What's a TV? What's a TV? What's a TV? What's a TV? Because of TVs in your house? What's a TV? Other kids have it. Anyone else? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, how can we appropriately employ apologetics in this day and age? I think it, uh, not to kind of like dodge the answer, dodge the question uh, in a practical sense, but I think it starts at the individual level uh, to fortify your own beliefs mm-hmm. and uh, kind of build that fence for yourself, as we were saying. Um, and then it also, and from there, it continues on to fortifying the beliefs of those currently in the church uh, and teaching them more about apologetics, whether that be uh, 
in a Sabbath school class or a class. Or like, I would love to see like a sermon about it. I haven't really seen a sermon oh. about that kind of thing. I think it's really important, actually. I actually went to a service where it was pretty much like the book Case for Christ, like laying out all those like arguments. I'm like, this was great. This was so informative. I'm pretty sure this encouraged the whole, all the members of the church because like that was my first time hearing it. I'm like, all right. So it's something definitely, it can definitely be put into place in the church yeah. really easy and simply. Like that can be a, a apologetic sermon once a month. I've had a different experience with that. Really? Somebody, hey? yeah, well, in terms of like somebody coming up and, and, and using apologetics as sort of like the sermon thing, glaze. You glaze? And it might just be the, the way that they were they were presenting the information. Glaze. I don't know. The my guy thing. My guy had the best PowerPoints ever. <laughs> it was, uh, maybe that was that, but like. Maybe, yeah. but you know, glaze. Like, do you think it's realistic to imply it early in, like, I guess, like, early Christian, not like, 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 Sabbath school, Sunday school type energy? I don't think so. I mean, you just have like to take early? it, you have to, I think you have to make it digestible. Exactly. Like, like, is it, like, is it realistic? How can you make it digestible? And that's why I think you go, you go to media. You go to movies, you go to songs, right? Because that's what they know. God's not. Okay, so how do you make a song? How do you, tell me a, apologetic. How do you make a song apologetic? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just God's not, not dead. <laughs> no, but I'm saying not come out in song. But I'm saying that the songs that are out there that talks about certain belief systems that are different than Fair. from what our, our our own is, that's where you engage it as. Yeah. And if you want to come up with an apologetic <laughs> song, go ahead, man. But I ain't singing it. So. <laughs> Because I don't know how to carry that tune. Having said that, yeah, like, especially movies, especially TV shows. Oh, what's a TV? Uh, especially what's Netflix, TV? like, series. Whatever, you know. Uh, but that's where that's where some belief systems are. Sometimes they're underlying of the plot line, right? But that's what sticks in their head. You know, that's that. what you know. That's what we talk about, right? Oh, hey, have you seen da-da-da-da-da? Like, that's crazy that this character, da-da-da-da-da. We talk about it all the time. Right, it intersects our lives, and yet, you know, there are underlying, there are underpinning theologies and and belief systems that you know that run counter, um, counter to Christianity, and its beliefs, right? And so sometimes we'll just like, ah, oh, it's just you know, it's easier for us to like sort of push it aside. Even with my kids, it's like, ah, oh, don't worry, that's just make believe. It's just a show. It's just it's just the cartoon. Right, uh, and for some people, you know, and for I, th- I would like to say for a lot of us, we take that approach. You know, we don't take it that seriously because it's just entertainment. But if you can ad- engage in it, because that's, you know, it's still in their minds. Right, shows are still in our minds. Movies are still in our minds. Songs are still in our minds. Right, when we talk about it, when we sing it, when we sing, when we when we when we have our discussions and our conversations with just even just random people. Never mind people that we we know. It's there. So talk about it. Right? Come up with the come up with the apologetics for that for that underlying underpinning belief system. Hmm. Like what comes to mind when you're saying that is like the Chronicles of Narnia. Well, yeah, oh, that's but like, that's Christian. Yeah, yeah that's, that's literally that's based true. on that's Christianity. Christian. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Right? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yes. But even when you're talking about like, you know, if X-Men, right? Any kind of Marvel movies that talk about, you know, the Big Bang, the Six Stones, <laughs> that's coming through, <laughs> uh, um, um, alternate timelines, and that sort of thing, right? Talk about it, right? Because that's still in our minds. That's still fresh because, you know, it's entertainment. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I think we can uh, better employ it by emphasizing relationship first. So making sure that people are in a place to hear you out mm. rather than going on the offensive. Sure. I think apologia <laughs> is defensive, right? So, yeah, yeah. so you're not going in an offensive because uh, a lot of the things that I see online is, you know, like people, you know, that meme is like change my mind. Like oh, going, yeah, 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 going yeah, into yeah, yeah. going into universities, yeah. and I get it. That's like the battlefield, yeah. right? That's where the the battle is happening. But to put people under, like, with a mic, yeah. and just like trying to ridicule them in a way, it's like a you look. know those videos. That's a bad look. Yeah, <laughs> bad there's look. there's videos online that people celebrate because. You know, atheists can't give an answer, right? Yeah. But then, oh, like, yeah, yeah. how how are how's that making a difference in those people's lives? Like that, you're just ridiculing them, right? Oh, it's because um, it's not for them; it's for everybody else. It's for yeah. Christians. It's for, for Christians, Christians to know that hey, you're on you're the on the winning side. We're so smart. Um, right. So I think like employing relationship mm. is definitely the way to go. And when y- you are in a place where people are ready to hear you out or ready you're in a place where you're ready to make a defense then you you plant seeds of conversations right and you plant you know those seeds of the gospel and Jesus's existence and hopefully you can have a healthy discourse sure with people who are not believing yet yeah and and make also make sure that your life <laughs> is, <laughs> is consistent uh, consistent and your integrity is intact because you wouldn't want to make a defense for God when you don't look like you're living for Him. Mm. So that is true, and I think that that's what annoys a lot of people. Oh and yeah, that's what leaves you know causes them to leave. But going back to like the the whole hey like um, challenging you know going out there, yeah, that's a bad look. But going back to your point about like sermons, I would love to see somebody use that as a sermon, in terms of like okay, like sort of like flip the switch. Flip the script, I should say. Flip the script in saying, okay, I'm the pastor, I'm going out here, but I want to challenge you. Right? And I'm going to come in with I'm going to come in with whatever, answer me. Sort of oh. like the whole, you know, you know, Yo, come up and congregation on trial. Yeah, man. Tell me something. Why do you like whatever, right? This is whatever. I would That's love scary. to see that. Especially for especially for a church that has like hardcore, like, okay, this is this is what we believe in. There's nothing like whatever. You have to answer. You have to find out an answer for this. Right? And if the whole idea is that you have to feel woefully inaccurate uh, inadequate in how you're going to answer somebody else that has questions about your faith and you trying to tell them this is why this Oof. is what you should believe in. <laughs> I would love to see that. Obviously, you don't do it if you're a pastor. You don't do it on the first weekend that you're there, right? <laughs> build some rapport, build some like whatever, so they, they they don't like write letters to your conference and kick you out, right? <laughs> and have you excommunicated, right? Oh, do it in the after, do it in the afternoon <laughs> program. After yeah. program, yeah. nah, free for all in the afternoon no, no, program, no, no, man. No, 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 because that's not where that's you, not where the people no, that's are. not where the people are. That's not the one where whatever. <laughs> Right, you do Those it on the main program service. Already. <laughs> do it on the main service service and challenge them. I guarantee you, they will not be sleeping, because if there's one thing nobody wants to be told, nobody wants to be shown that they're wrong. Right, 
And if it's coming from your own pastor, it's like, how are you going to, you're going to rise up. And you're going, even if you don't come up with a good answer, or even if you come up with like the, 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 the default, you just got to take it by faith. Right? You have to find an answer. Sure. Yeah, I know it's not a sermon setting, but I've I've done that in like a care group. Yeah. Uh, we had a care group. I would just be like, "All right, if uh, God is all loving, why is there so much evil in the world?" And then like, I I didn't expect them to be as stumped as they were for a lot of the questions that I asked. But uh, I just want to plug in like one of my favorite apologists that I watch is uh, Doctor Sean McDowell, and then he does that. He he like he goes to these like he one time pretended to be an atheist yeah and then he went to like a christian high school Mm -hmm. and then he was questioning them he did like a talk and then they just had to defend their beliefs and like i thought that that was really cool so if they did that in an actual service (laughs) sermon that would be so awesome i would love it i would love it i'd be all for that anxiety inducing and it's totally anxiety inducing you're not you're not going to hear snoring in that in that church for for that day that's for sure I love that. That's so funny. Are you guys saying you're down to start an apologetics ministry? I am not. For the administration. (laughs) There's somebody out there that's there. And when I need them, I'll go access them. I'm that kind of person. Body of Christ, baby. Body of Christ. There's a body of Christ. There's a body part out there somewhere. And when I need it, I'll access it. But right now, not so much. I think there's a YouTuber Adventist, uh, the Flock Box, something like oh, that. Oh, I've never heard of this. Wow. He's, uh, he's an Adventist apologist on YouTube. Interesting. Okay. I think I don't remember his name, but it's something Flock Box. Interesting. Ah, oh, it's <laughs> interesting to know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that brings us to an end. Um, do you have anything to say, Billy? Why me? I'm like. Um, <laughs> Close us off, what Billy. we can do Bring it appropriately employ apologetics in this day and age. <laughs> All right, there's a there's a need there's a niche for a TikTok apologetics account. Ooh. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Thirty second apologetic arguments. There you go. Done. There's some. Oh, exactly. See, there's. But there's... I don't know of any Adventists doing it. <laughs> Just do it on Snapchat. So it's there for like 24 hours, and then it goes away. <laughs> it's too easy. It's too easy. All right, if you're a pastor um, and you, you're thinking about doing that sermon. <laughs> just don't do it on your first week. <laughs> just, 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 just don't do it on your first week, man. But yeah, um, definitely apologetics has its own um, special place in the Christian faith. Mm, uh, definitely important in winning those souls for Christ. And yeah, and if you... If you're out there listening to us, uh, whoever's, you know, an apologetic or apologist, um, mm-hmm. we're praying for you. Uh, all the apologists out there in the Christian world, yeah, just pray for them. And they're doing the work that God has uh, called them to. And yeah, and we hope that, you know, the church, uh, especially our church and our denomination, starts to put more emphasis on this because th- there is a need for it. Um, like, you know, our our kids go through like most of them, not most of them, maybe 50% they go through like Adventist education, like Christian education, like, uh, private school, like from let's say kindergarten to grade 12. And then are deaf. And then suddenly they go to a public university and they get attacked. Right. Uh, and, and from there they don't know what to do. And so, yeah, it's really important for us to yeah, instill this knowledge 
uh, on our kids and our children and our youth so that when they are put in situations where they're being questioned and they're being attacked, that they have the enough foundation to hold on to. Um, yeah. The anchor points. I think if, uh, if I were to say one last thing, define the anchor points of our faith, the ones that you kind of like dig into, whether that's experiential, whether it's logical, right? Whether it's uh, Bible-based promises. Mm. Okay? Things that... Those are the those are the posts that we hang the fence on. Yeah, the pillars. Right? Your pillars. Yeah, those are the pillars. Okay, so define define the 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 anchor points, right? For and it'll be different for 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 people. So, if you are a mentor, if you are a teacher, help them through that. Right. Define the anchor points because that will I I would think more than anything. At least if they give ground, if there's cracks in the in the armor. Sort of say, there's at least the anchor points, mm. right? Yeah. And define more than one because if one of them crumbles, then you know, whatever. Because there are more than one, and there should be more than one, right? But we need to be able to know what they are, so that we can go back to it when our faith is shaken. Yeah, we want to give uh, Fritz, uh, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, <laughs> uh, acknowledgement and. We thank you again for joining us. Yeah, so glad to be a part of two episodes. Wow. Yeah, and once again, his platform and his podcast will be linked in the description below. So, yeah. See you again next time, man. Hope you, hopefully, you'll make another appearance. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and a review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.